Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho College murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where are the roommates? It is a huge night. I want the truth from you. Hashtag Cyber Sleuths. The Idaho Murders. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can see, there is no Dwayne Long. There is no Matt Baxendale. There is no Dave Biddle. Technical difficulties and some questionable scheduling mean you get me solo today. We ask for questions from the Bucknutters on the front row. We'll tackle those. And then whatever comments and questions we get here off Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I will attempt to knock down. This is my first solo mission. Please be gentle. But we will start with the Bucknutters questions. And there were several questions on Justin Fry and the offensive line. So I'm going to tackle those first. The real question is kind of how is Justin doing and what's the expectation going forward? Um, my What I have heard is he's doing quite well. Obviously, you've got Paris Johnson flipping out to left tackle. There's a little bit of a learning curve there. And you've got Matthew Jones in there as a full-time starter. Luke Whipler's back and the young Donovan Jackson. I'm told things are good there. I'm attempting to contact Dwayne Long and get him to join in here. So maybe I won't be going solo in the long run anyway, but we'll get to that when we get to it. The real question that I found on there that was interesting about the offensive line is who are going to be the offensive tackles in 2023? That really is uh, a challenge of a question. If you look at the depth chart, you've got Zen Mikulski on one side and Josh Fire on the other. Then you've got George Fitzpatrick in the, in the on deck at left tackle. This is the spot where I think Ohio State may go after high-profile transfers in the immediate future. This is why. There's been a lot of talk of, and there's even questions on here now, but will Ohio State take a transfer um, before this season? And I don't think so, because where can you see along the uh, at any spot where a guy would come in and start right away? And I really think to get someone to transfer to Ohio State, you're pretty much having to ask him to come in as a starter. So. I don't think you can offer that when every offensive line spot is now filled. And we were really talking about just going for depth. Unless George Fitzpatrick really comes along. I do think that's possible. He was a tremendous prospect. I know a huge fan. He had a huge fan in Steve Wiltfong. I could see, I mean, about five games into this season, I would take a look at the best freshman tackles that play at non elite schools and just start knocking them down. And uh, whichever ones you can get to come and join the fold, I would think you would take one, maybe two. If they're better than the guys in front of them, if they're better than Mikulski, if they're better than, you know, 
George Fitzpatrick, then I think it's worth a move. If not, we shall see. Question number two. Has Dwayne ever invited me to go along on a naked jaunt? That question came from Dave Biddle. Uh, maybe there's been an invite that I missed, but that certainly would, would not be an invite, an invite that I would accept. And lo and behold, ladies and gentlemen, Dwayne Long has joined the show. Our technical difficulties have been addressed. Dwayne, are you there? I am here, and the technical difficulties are my fault. Don't blame Bucknuts or Dan. It's my fault. But now let's roll. Well, Dwayne, as you know, being in charge, being the dad, I'm always getting the blame anyway, and that's fine. I'm used to it. We just did a little talk about Justin Fry, and here's what I said. Um, I know he's done well, and we talked about that, but the real interesting question I thought was, Starting tackles in 2023 on the depth chart, it's Fryer and Mikulski with Fitzpatrick in the hole. But I said that's a spot we may look at some high-profile transfers because next year you could probably invite in the best freshman in the country and say you could start for two or three years. What's your thoughts? Um, I don't want to think about that, Dan. We have not recruited as well as I think we have if we're bringing in guys to actually be in a starting lineup next year tackle that's just um that's uh not acceptable uh we need to have guys in i thought we've recruited well enough we should not have to do that that's going to be a very disappointing thing to hear um the only other thing to, to keep in mind is you know we've talked about it you and i have talked about it uh it's been talked about ever since spring there is just uh we were not impressed with our backups not at all we know that, uh, you know, we're going to be losing a couple of guys. So um, hopefully some guys are going to come along. Uh, we'll get some guys healthy that they're that, that, that going to play a factor. Uh, that's my hope. I really hope we're not digging into the transfer market to try to get starting tackles in here. That's not good. It could be a challenge, like I said. One thing that may work in Ohio State's favor if they do have to go into the transfer portal is – I think Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones could be very appealing to the NFL. And like we've said here so many times, that's really what guys are coming here for besides winning a national championship. It's securing their future financially. And that would be certainly some good, you know, PR. I think Paris being ranked now, if you look at the mock drafts, he's ranked in the top 15. He hasn't taken a snap at left tackle really as the starter yet. So I think, uh, if they have to go that route, let's just hope they're able to get someone of some serious quality. Yes, go to ask the question. I saw Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper was just on talking about Paris Johnson. As you said, this kid hasn't – how many snaps has he taken at left tackle here his entire career? What, maybe 20? Uh, and Mel Kuyper was talking about him yesterday. So, um, you know, there are high expectations for, uh, for Paris Johnson. Justifiably so. Goedit asks, do you think Ohio State will get the trio of Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate, and Noah Rogers? And if Carnell Tate opts for Tennessee, do you think Rico Flores is a take? I, I don't see him as an early take, no. No, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, at that point, if we had those two, plus um, uh, we've already got one verbal, 
it's going to have to be an elite guy like Carnell Tate to get for us to take four receivers in this class. Three, yeah, but it's going to have to be a guy that you just don't say no to for us to take four. And uh, Rico, no, I, I don't see him as, as a guy that you absolutely take, especially early. Yeah, I think they're going to get all three. I, I trust Brian Hartline as a recruiter. Uh, let me be proven wrong on that one. Godet comes back with another good comment. His breakout star for this season is Kai Stokes. Godet thinks he can have a Denzel Burke type of arrival. What do you think, Dwayne? Uh, from what we saw in the in the spring game, how can you not think that? The kids just lit it up. If you were going to pick one star of the spring game, I don't know how you don't pick Stokes. He was spectacular in that game. Agreed. Um, we were doing the Malik Hooker callbacks at the time, and obviously it's probably a lot to ask of a true freshman safety to go in there and be that responsible in a position of leadership in the back, but the talent level is there and the playmaking is there. That's for sure. Uh, question. Another go to, do you think we'll go into the transfer portal before fall camp? I do not. Uh, 32, I do not. Go ahead. I do not. Yeah. You would have seen it already. 32 Buckeye forever. What's your assessment of the defensive front six and seven, including the variations like Sam, Jack, Leah, who starts and who are the main backups? Will the front four uh, hold the point of attack better than last year? Okay, here's what we believe the starting lineup will be. You're going to have JT Tulmolau and Zach Harrison on the edges. I think Jerron Cage and Teron Vincent will start inside. You're going to get a lot of Jack Sawyer on the edge. Javante Jean-Baptiste, that might call Tyleek Williams. Um, so you've got the guys in there. I do think the real interesting early look will be Sawyer versus Harrison for minutes. Zach Harrison is again getting a lot of buzz uh, based on, you know, height, weight, speed, and potential. Um, he did put it together more the second half of the season. I'd really like it if Jack Sawyer could pass him up, but that we'll have to see. Defensive tackle just hasn't been as good here the last few years. Their inability to stop the run has been disappointing. Jerron Cage and Teron Vincent, I'm not sure either one has proven to be an elite player yet. If anything, the elite flashes to me have come from Tyleek Williams and hopefully Mike Hall. I do think they'll hold the point of attack better if for no other reason JT and Jack are bigger and stronger. Are you optimistic that the defensive line can rebound this year and do a much better job holding the point of attack? I am. I, here's the thing. We got a couple of things going here. We got, uh, we got some guys that now have some seasoning. We've got more talented kids. And we've got a new defensive coordinator with a more aggressive scheme. And we're going to see one thing that, that fans need to be ready for. He likes to play uh, what is called, uh, it's not a 3-4. It is not. It is a, a uh, it's a three-man front, but it is not a three-four. Three-four is a linebacker defense. This guy doesn't play linebackers. He only got two linebackers on the field most of the time. Knowles is not going to do that. What he's going to do is be more aggressive. He's going to slide. We're going to see Tuamalo, in particular, slide down into more of a three-technique 
the way he's going to gap this defense, this defensive line, uh, he's going to, we're going to see those bigger guys, those more talented guys in there on the defensive line. We, Antoine Jackson was a big disappointment. I thought stealing him away from Auburn, he came out of that 2016 defensive tackle class, which was the best defensive tackle class I've ever seen and one of the best at any position I've seen. And I thought he was going to help us. He didn't. Uh, we just did not have the, have the horses at, at defensive tackle last year that, that we thought we were going to have. And that's one reason why Tyleek Williams was able to come in and as a true freshman – True freshmen are not supposed to be that good that early, but he had the opportunity and he took it. And he's going to be a big help this year. They say he's lost a little bit of weight, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and like I said, we got a new defensive scheme. We got uh, some guys, they've got some experience. I'm very much excited about what this defensive line could be with this new scheme under Knowles. Agreed. All right, let's see here. Next question. I'm going to handle this one because I already looked at Give me your top five or six running backs in the Big Ten, and where do you see Travion Henderson nationally? Okay, so this is going to sound very biased. Number one, I have Travion Henderson. I think that's pretty much not even in question. Number two, I think you have to give it to Braylon Green from Wisconsin, given his production. And the fact that at Wisconsin, you know he's going to get the touches. Number three, I have Mayan Williams. I think uh, he's proven that he can be an every down back. I don't think he's going to get that chance here, but I think he could do it in another situation. Number four, I've got Evan Pryor. I'm sorry. I went and looked at all the running backs and I asked myself, if I had to choose, who would I take? And I chose Evan Pryor over number five, who is Blake Corum from Michigan. Did well against the Buckeyes, but I don't think there's any question I would take the three Buckeyes over him and probably Braylon Green over him as well. The question was, where does Travion rank nationally? I think the general mindset right now is among NFL talent evaluators is that Bijan Robinson is the top running back in the country. And Travion Henderson is probably the second best prospect in the country. Dwayne, how do you feel about my list and where I rank Travion nationally? I think that I think it's absolutely an accurate list. And I especially love that you put Pryor in there because this kid, he would be starting at about 90% of the other colleges in the country. He would be on the front of their media guides. He is a special back. Um <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, I like your list a lot. I think it's very accurate. This is almost like the Jordan Addison and Mecca Egbuka point I made a few weeks ago when I said I wouldn't trade them. There's nothing that's changed in those two guys. It's just Addison had more of an opportunity early on. I'm sorry, it's Braylon Allen. What did I say? Braylon Green? I think Braylon Green was a running back at Youngstown Cardinal Mooney that went to Nebraska, by the way. I don't know why I said that. Braylon Allen, that's my fault. Um, anyway, J. Henry Miller, good correction. Just saying that I think Evan Pryor is still a better prospect than all the other guys I looked at in the big 10. He was ranked higher and he's done nothing but get good coaching and he's just behind better players. So I do think it's important to keep things in context there just because guys get an opportunity 
doesn't mean they're better. Let's see where Jordan Jordan Addison ends up, and let's see where Emeka Ibuka ends up. I think Ibuka will be the guy eventually, and I kind of furged off path there. Dwayne G-Buck wants to know, what kind of year do you think our linebackers will have with only two and sometimes three? Will we see a 100-tackle season from anyone on the team? Do we need that kind of season from our linebackers to be successful? Well, that's a great question. I, I, you know, as I said, this guy only puts two linebackers on the field most of the time. The other spot's going to be uh, manned by a, a third safety, or we're going to have that that uh, Jack uh, moving back to uh, into line into that linebacker spot. A hundred tackles. I think it's going to be rotating them in a lot. So uh, for me, uh, the smart money's on no. No, not one uh, linebacker will have 100 tackles. Now, whether we'll be better at linebacker, I think absolutely. They're the most poorly coached unit over years that we've seen at Ohio State and forever. I mean, just how many times did we see linebackers making bad reads in the wrong hole? Not, you know, just bad play, you know, and it just seemed like such basic to go back coaching. Okay. You need to fill this gap, you know, it just poor coached. And now I think they're going to be better, better coached. I think uh, Washington was a mistake that had so much to do with recruiting. Uh, and that, that's just quite frankly, so much a part of uh, uh, assistant recruiting or assistant hiring position hiring is that they'd be good, uh, that they'd be good, 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 um, uh, you know, in, in recruiting as much as as they are in in um, in uh, uh, as coaches. They got to be. They've got to be able to bring players in, Dan. And Washington, I think that's why he was brought in here. And we didn't improve any. How can you say we were a better linebacker with him there as a linebacker coach than? Uh, um, than we were before. No, so, yeah, it's 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 going to be better. I absolutely believe it. I have watched so much of Knowles' defense. You can go on YouTube and find videos just of of Oklahoma State's defense, and and, and this guy, he's got he's he's a, a mad scientist out there. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Two more questions from the front row before we flip it and go to the uh, current ones. We're getting down the right rail here. And they're both going to be from Deeksh. I gave this one some serious thought. And then, Dwayne, you can chime in. If you could add any past Buckeye to this team, who would it be? We get this question every year, every few months, and it's always fun to head back into the annals of Ohio state and pick out someone who could help the team. I prefer to do kind of the last 10 years or so. So we don't get into the argument of height, weight, speed, which is silly. And then I started breaking it down for this team. So first position you always go to is quarterback. And I was thinking, should I get Justin Fields? I'm comfortable with CJ Stroud. I then thought about going to the offensive line and going for Orlando pace. Not obviously from the last 10 years, but he's the ultimate, as you can see from the avatar, any generation. 
And I thought, you know what? I think they're good at tackle. And then I thought, well, how about corner? Can always use another corner. Would I want to bring Denzel Ward or Marshawn Lattimore into the mix? And I thought, I think they're okay at corner. Then I went to the, another, the next impact position, and it's defensive end. And I thought, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have a healthy Nick Bosa out there? But then I thought, you know what? The one position we just aren't great at is linebacker. And I'd love to have a guy in the middle of the defense who could really get it done and not just be kind of a tread water type, but more of an outstanding player. So then I came down to AJ Hawk or Ryan Shazier. I actually chose Ryan Shazier. To me, if you had Ryan Shazier in the middle of this defense, it would change them totally. In my opinion, the best that defense has looked, you know, since the end of the trestle, beginning of the herb era was with Shazier in the middle. Dwayne, who would you choose? And what do you think of adding Shazier to the mix? I think Shazier is a great pick simply because he's so good in pass coverage. Exactly. He is excellent. You know, I've watched him as a stealer before his unfortunate uh, injury. Uh, and, and just he was so key to the Steeler defense because he was such a good coverage linebacker. And that's where we are, Dan. Linebackers, it used to be about plugging holes. It's not anymore. It's uh, it's even more so about pass coverage, playing in space. you still got to plug those holes. But it's more about uh, pass coverage and playing in space. But I'd still go with, because of the we don't know what we have, I still go with Malik Hooker. We need to have we need to have better safety play. We've got Proctor back. Uh, Kai Stokes looks like he he is going to be a special player, but we still don't have that known commodity that is elite that is off the charts. And uh, I go with Malik Hooker. That's a great choice. That's a great choice. Um, I really actually the one the Denzel Ward one was close for me just because. The idea of putting three, you know, at least two big time in one corner I really like out there would be tremendous. But I just thought that Shazier, by the way, Ryan Shazier was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Had he been on the board one pick later, he was going to be picked by the Dallas Cowboys and they picked Zach Martin instead. But mm, that would have been fun to watch. Okay, last question. That is before we take a break. Last question from... The front row, we actually asked for submissions and got some great ones. Dwayne, Deke's last question. Is this year national championship or bust for Ohio State? I don't think bust, but it's definitely last year. I, you know, when looking, looking back, uh, hindsight's 2020, but, you know, what we did last year was so many or changing quarterback and I just did not uh I just did not see us going as far as we did so when we went we didn't make the playoff I was not actually that surprised we just got on a roll the offense was off the charts this was the year this year is the year that we absolutely should have made a run and I think we're going to I think that we've got the best quarterback in the country with, uh, with all due respect to Young, I think our kid's better. Uh, and, we, you know, we've got 
last year we were young, Dan. People don't want to don't want to think about that. That we how young we were. We've got a more veteran team now, and I think we've got a better chance at winning it this year. So uh, I'm not going to say bust. I say that uh, this team is going to meet Alabama for the national championship. Maybe Georgia, but I think Alabama. And this time, this year it belongs. Last year it would have been extra. It kind of depends on what you mean by bust. Um, I don't think that, you know, Ryan Day is in any kind of danger as a coach, expectations-wise. I mean, you've got to look at his track record so far. He's He's been fantastic since he's been here. Recruiting has not dropped off one bit. So that was something we needed to keep an eye on. It's It's been maintained after we had a rock star recruiter and Urban Meyer who really changed the talent acquisition you know, model for this program. And they now recruit the world and elsewhere, as they said, in, in Spinal Tap. I don't think it's necessarily bust, but I would agree with you that it does seem like a much more realistic option this year, given that last year they started a true freshman quarterback, a true freshman center, a true freshman tailback. They were young in some other spots, true freshman corner who turned out to be tremendous all back. Like I said, with another year of experience knowing where the coffee pot is on the second day, I think they will be better. I also think Alabama is not as good as they were last year. Georgia is not as good as they were last year. And I don't see another team like a Clemson or an LSU bubbling up like they did the year with Joe Burrow that will be able to knock them out. So I think they have a much better chance to win the championship this year than they've had in several years. I don't know what our bust means. Um, Ohio State has had, you know, arguably the most successful program over the last 50 years, really no lulls. And how many titles do they have? And we haven't busted out. So. We're going to take a quick break for those listening to the podcast. Come back. I'm going back up top here, and we're going to answer as many questions as possible that were submitted from YouTube, Twitter, and the Book of Face. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, we are back. Yakov 22, Dwayne. Is Corey Dennis underrated and underappreciated as a recruiter? I think you have to say absolutely he is. Look who he's brought in here. He's got the number one quarterbacks in the country coming to Ohio State. <laughs> the number one quarterbacks. Look, you just got a kid who just threw a ball 75 yards in the air. Two years down the road, he's coming in. Where was McCord? McCord, was he number one in the class? Uh, we know Stroud was. You know, he's got the top guys in the country coming in one on top of the other. He had... I had a kid from Texas. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, we have all these kids. What else could he do to prove himself? They're going to the NFL. Of course he is. He's the best quarterback coach in the country. I'm just worried somebody, everyone's talking about Heartline. I don't think Heartline's ever going anywhere. He's going to coach at Ohio State, wherever that may be. 
whether that's at uh, wide receiver coach or eventually uh, becoming offensive coordinator, even head coach. I don't think he's going anywhere. Dennis is the one I'm worried about. Somebody's going to say, look what this kid can do. And quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. Having a quarterback coach, uh, you know, and most of them are going to end up being good offensive coordinators. Ryan Day is an example. Somebody's eventually going to try to take this guy for hands. We need to talk about giving people raises. We need to give him a raise that is going to make his wife say, you aren't going anywhere. You're going to stay right here, and we're going to live a good life in this great sports town, and you're in one of the greatest jobs that there is. Stop it. Yeah, if you were looking at the, I don't know, the main reasons Ohio State has a chance to win the national championship every year, it's just because of their consistency at quarterback. We're on a run here that's going to end up being epic in terms of first-round quarterbacks produced in a row. It's absolutely unheard of. Consider the Big Ten went about 20 years between Kerry Collins and the next uh, first-round quarterback, and Ohio State's going to do it like seven dudes in a row? Come on, man. It's just incredible. The credit for that has to go around. Corey Dennis, he basically was a main guy in helping get Quinn Ewers here. That didn't necessarily work out, but in terms of getting the big fish in the boat, that's when you're going to have to call your buddies over to kind of hold on to you as you reel in. So, Jay Henry Miller asks the question we have been asked every single day on every show and since the history of the dawn of time. If you had to guess, who do you think will be the next commitment? Dwayne, I think it's going to be Noah Rogers, the wide receiver from North Carolina. Could have been even earlier. I don't think you're going to get one in the next you know week from these guys here, but you never know. Manny Ja. I always like our Portuguese fans. Dwayne, what are the chances Taraja Mitchell sees the field this year? And do you think he can take Steel Chambers' job in the middle? No, I don't think that we're going to see any, we didn't see any more of him last year. What's changed except uh, uh, State Chambers has settled more into the position. He missed a year because he decided he wanted to be a running back. Uh, what did he do when he moved over? He took Mitchell out of there, and uh, I don't see any reason why that's going to change. I, I Mitchell, all he had to do was step into the role that was that was laid out for him, and he didn't do it. I don't, I don't see Taraja Mitchell. He'll still get playing time. He'll still get reps. But Steel Chambers has taken the job. And uh, unless something strange happens, that's the way it's going to stay. It's important to note that, uh, you know, Taraja's been here a while and has been a good trooper. But, you know, when the linebackers have left, if you look at the guys that have transferred out, they're not landing at Tennessee and USC and UCLA. Those guys are tending to go more of a smaller school for more playing time. So the recruiting at linebacker has gotten better. The guys who were there as freshmen are big time. I think the real question is when they're going to be able to produce so we don't have to do dream features on getting Ryan Shazier. da 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 Mr. Long, will Ohio State finish the season with a top three defense in the Big Ten? Oh, I thought you were going to say national and make it a real easy question. 
I, I just, you got to understand how excited I am about Knowles and what I've seen of him at Oklahoma State and how different <clears throat> it is based on what we've seen. See, here's a problem that has plagued Ohio State. It has been plagues big time schools is you go back in time and just out athleting people has been a constant. Uh, we really saw it resurface. You know, you had it under Coach Hayes and, and uh, you know, Bo Schembechler at Michigan and, and Bear Bryant at Alabama. They, were just, they had guys on the third team that would be all Americans in this day and age with limited scholarships. And they would just go out and out athlete people. And Jim Trussell uh, was that kind of a coach too. And, uh, and to a certain degree, Urban Meyer. Well, Knowles isn't doing that. Knowles is coming after you. He's going to chase your quarterback until he feels like he wants to run up a tree somewhere. That's what Knowles is going to do. He's so much where he has not had that level of talent. So he's had to get after it. And that's his coaching style. I think it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. And we're going to see a different defense under Coach Knowles. So finishing Wait. top three Big Ten, absolutely we should be. You can just allow yourself to dream a little bit. This offense getting short fields, um, them getting after the quarterback, if JT and Jack can take that next step. I'm not saying national championship or bust, but it just does feel like they're in a much better position to get the most out of what they've got and, and really make a run at it. We're done with the questions. We've gone over our 30-minute plateau here. Just for those who may be interested, one of the questions earlier we talked about was if you could add anybody from Ohio State history to the 22 team, who would it be? I chose Ryan Shazier. Dwayne chose Malik Hooker. Other votes coming in are big on Orlando Pace, Denzel Ward, and Chris Spielman even got a vote. So big ups to Chris. We appreciate everyone stopping by. I will be back tomorrow with Bill Curlick and Mark Porter. Bill is at Ohio State right now with other staffers. It's June 1st. That means the one-day camps have started. There is live coverage on the site as we speak. After you're done listening to this or watching this, get over there and intake all the great information you can get. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Have a good one, brothers. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.